Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. I'm your host, John Brooks. With me, as always, is co-host Kevin Miller. Hey, Johnny. Oh, man, I'm excited about today's guest. Uh, today, today's a good one. It is. I feel, uh, well, I'm just lucky that I have a friend like you who knows some great people with uh, positive energy and a lot of hard work and drive. Yeah, Joe is definitely one of those guys that uh, has positive energy and... Uh, Joe's one of those kind of underground guys that's been super influential in the surf industry, um, but you may not have heard of him. And uh, he's done design stints with uh, Quicksilver, uh, Hollister, uh, Volcom. At one point, he's the Volcom board short designer, uh, hanging out in the Jerry Lopez house, surfing with Dave Wassel and Ty Van Dyke. I mean, the guy's the guy's really been an influential part of, of surf culture and surf industry. Yeah, those are the perks of working hard right i mean it's like i got kids who uh all gone to college but like when in the surf industry you really have to pay your dues you have to start at the bottom um there's not a lot of free handouts there unless you're a really good surfer and it's just nice to see and hear from somebody who's who's done the the hard work and started um with nothing and just kind of crushed it ever since yeah absolutely and now uh, i feel like he's kind of culminating his uh rise through the industry with his latest brand country club surf club and we'll talk more about that but um yeah we're super stoked to have joe frizzell on the show today and uh so enjoy
recapping. So yeah, Joe and I were, were roommates briefly in the mid nineties. I had just finished college and he was living in Huntington beach and, uh, and we were introduced by uh, a mutual friend, John Moore, uh, from over at Outer Known. And John and I went to college together. And uh, were you designing at that time, Joe? I-, I think I remember you were doing stuff. I was doing like little freelance. I was trying to learn at that time to illustrator. And I was doing a lot of uh, kind of painting waves and just a lot of just trial and error for a job I was doing road construction. So that was kind of the beginning out of college, went and did road construction, um, tried a few different other stints that didn't really stick. And, uh, but yeah, uh, shortly thereafter, I think it was in 98, I went over to Quicksilver. I got my, that's where I started. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. What, what was your, your break like into the designing world? Um, so my buddy Tyson White, um, uh, just a friend from around town, uh, knew that I loved to paint and just, I really was into graphics and all that. Um, he was the design director or something like that for quick back then. Um, I think in the T department and the sample coordinator didn't show up one day. Uh, or like two days or something. And they called me up and they said, Hey, Joe, you want to come in? Start as a sample coordinator. Um, and I jumped right on top of it um, for $8 and 25 cents an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Uh, that is a break. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a break. Um, but it was rad uh, working with Greg Murray and the team over there um, at the time. And driving to the screen printers, asking the screen printers questions on how, yeah, I just got to go through the whole process of learning how everything's made and designed and stuff like that. And that was a, it was an epic time. Nice. And so how long were you at Quick? I was there two to three years. Yeah, I think I was, yeah, I was having a blast. So like just learning how to do everything. And then, um, you know, you just ask them, Hey, how do you make that number one? selling t-shirt graphic or how do you do this and how do you do that and they were very instrumental in teaching me a lot of the processes and illustrator and photoshop um it was like going to college there nice. uh, right for it and uh and then i remember john moore was starting up out um hollister back then yeah and uh he called me I remember having a conversation with him a couple of times and I was like, no way. I'll never move to Ohio. <laughs> you will never, ever, ever get me out there. So, uh, one day I was getting, getting dinner and, uh, or picking up food at the supermarket. Um, and my ATM card got declined <laughs> and I was just like, Oh man, I'm just, just want this chicken and food and I'm like oh, I'm just I'm not making it I've been working my tail off I was doing side jobs and just man I just wasn't quite making it wasn't making the cut and uh I remember just calling up John and I said all right John let's do it and uh what was yeah, there a number 
was there a number involved? I mean, Hollister's going to be paying a lot more, obviously, in your. Yeah, they they just about doubled my salary. Yeah. So that's um, what it take. That's what it took to bring take you away from the ocean was double salary and then an occasional surf trip with that money or something. Well, and I also knew I was going to come back. Exactly. Right. Like it wasn't. Let's do it for the career. Let's. Um, you know, I've surfed a lot. <laughs> Yeah. We can take a little break, you know. Uh, I've blown off enough uh, responsibility up to this point. Um, maybe it's time I make a little sacrifice and, uh, you know, kind of take it up the next level, or you know, take the next step. So uh, yeah. yeah, I met with John. I talked to him and he set up an interview. Went out and met this guy Perry Brown out there, um, who was kind of the you know, t-shirt director and stuff like that um, for non-cut and sew out there. And he loved some of the waves that I had drawn uh, that I had in my portfolio. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And that is just, it was crazy going out there from the surf industry into like, you know, mainstream middle America type corporation um, outside of the you know, the bro surf industry where everyone's a bro and everyone surfed and did all that. So yeah, it was just, um, I, I don't know. It was one of the best things I ever did to tell you the truth, to get outside my comfort zone. I believe it. Ton. Oh, I, I believe it too. And just out of curiosity, when you left was not there already or no, not quite. Yeah, he was. That's cool. Yeah, so Did you... he had just started, um, and it was right there. I think I left just before, what was that? The Nathan Fletcher movie came out. Um, the, ah, I forget what it was. We had the premiere. That was one of the last things. Actually, <laughs> so, um yeah, so Quicksilver was raging at that time. They got Nottis. They got these killer teams. The skate team's blowing up. The surf team was rad. You know, you had Kelly all the way. You know, you had Strider, Dylan Graves, Danny Fuller. Um, uh, you know, a lot of Benny Bourgeois, you know, was doing it. So I was doing T-shirt graphics with photos of these guys, Freddie P. Um and then we have this Christmas party. So we go to this Christmas party and Queens of the Stone Age are playing. <laughs> and it was insane. So we end up having a great time. Definitely quite a few drinks. Um, so this was a New Year's party or Christmas party. My boss ends up spending the night uh, on the couch uh, down there on 47th street, um, in Newport and he's getting in. We, so we're driving to work the next morning. And as we're driving down the street, my buddy comes out of his house and he's like, Joe, what's up? I'm like, oh, not a whole, whole lot. What's going on? He goes, dude, I can't believe you're moving to Ohio. And I'm like, Oh, uh, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, there's my boss right here with me. He doesn't know what's going on yet. 
And my oh boss my is sitting there just so hungover. Greg Murray is sitting there just so hungover, just looking at me like, what, what, what? What is going on? Uh, it was hilarious. And yeah, that was a long drive into work. <laughs> yeah, oh, <bet>. brutal. <laughs> that was a long 15 minutes. But uh, yeah, so went That's to a- Ohio. I was there for one year, eight months, six days. Oh, that's not bad. So which city were you in? Um, so the the uh, headquarters was in New Albany, Ohio. Um, and I actually ended up buying just a house right there, like a little two bedroom, um, right on this like park and everything. It was, it was pretty nice. I was pretty happy to tell you the truth and just started golfing. There was a golf, like I was like two miles away from work. And in between work and my house was a golf course. Not so bad. And I just played golf on the way to work, play nine in the, in the morning, and then play nine or play nine or eighteen in the afternoon. Nice. There's nothing else to do. That's great, man. Yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity, uh, did you? This is way before it was kind of popular or whatever. Did you bother with a surf in the uh, Great Lakes or no? Dude, we tried. We thought yeah. about it. Wanted to get up there and do it. Um, never did. Never did. But mm-hmm. yeah, my buddy uh, Bob Cox, who was married to, he was from San Diego, and his wife had moved out to work for Abercrombie as well. And uh, he was one of my neighbors, and we always talked about it. When are we going to go? When are we going to go? But we never really made it happen. Um, I did go windsurfing while I was out there during the middle of like this insane snowstorm out there at this lake by our house and it was so freaking cold it was it was nuts I'm like okay we're not doing that again pretty much got hypothermia you think you're good with your three two oh my god California (laughs) out there in the winter and you're like yeah no this is too cold that's hilarious and so, Joe, from a work standpoint, like you, uh, you know, you felt like you got a pretty good education at Quicksilver. Did you feel like the experience at Abercrombie there and Hollister was equal or better or worse? It was just different. I, the, I think the biggest thing I took away from that was learning how to work with people that weren't completely like minded, you know, and, and yeah. seeing things from a different perspective. Um, and in the end, you're still kind of doing the same thing. You're making the name of the brand look cool and you're just shifting things around and colors and whatnot. But it's really the work environment. And um, of course, they did things differently than the um, kind of the, you know, Quicksilver and stuff like that uh, through sure. production and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty rad on campus there. They, they had their own store and you would go down and they would do floor sets and you, you, you would make it look like you're, you know, it looked and, and felt like you're in, in the mall and it was, you're right there, just right there by your office. And oh, that's it was cool. pretty neat. They, they went to the nines on how, like the de- attention to detail on everything, mm. which was rad. Yeah, it's like a little vacation whenever you walk into the store with the smell and the wood yeah. in the background. I'm sure that's how they were pitching it. Like, 
you know, we want it to feel like you step into a, a beachside store when you walk, you know, and, and it was absolutely, you're right. I mean, they did a good job of that. I remember when my kid, my older kids were uh, pretty young in the early two thousands and they were going through the mall still. I haven't been in a mall in a long time, but um, yeah, I can imagine the retail footprint was always like a huge thing and your education might've included some of that too. Yeah, it, it, um, it just, yeah, it was just a, so different than anything I'd been immersed in. Um, and that attention to detail on things, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, and I think for a while, they were one of the fastest growing apparel brands in the United States, right? Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So it's your fault. <laughs> I'm thinking back when, uh, like, I put in notice. It was funny. So I came in, I put in notice, or, gosh, I, word traveled fast at Quicksilver. I come in, I go sit at my desk, and I see Tom Holbrook's number come up on my phone. And he was like my dad there. Like, I, I love Holbrook. He's the raddest. And, uh, he just goes, Joe, do not move. I'm coming right down. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, no, dad, this. So he came down. He's like, what are you doing? You can't leave. You know, they're the devil, this and that and everything. And I don't know. I had already, it was a big decision. I already made up my mind. And, um, I just, I was looking at, like, I didn't want to be the guy who played that I'm leaving card and then get my salary doubled there. And then my guy, my buddies that I'm sitting next to, like get nothing. Sure. And it's like, Oh, so this opportunity came up. So now I'm worth more, but I'm going to go ahead and stay. Like it didn't sure. sit right with me. I, I kind of made up my mind and already, and I kind of went through it. And I remember walking down the hall at quick and then Todd Klein's like, dude, what are you doing? I could get you your job back. I swear I could get you your job back as long as you like, you know, if you want me to, don't do it. And that was my way up to McKnight's office. And then McKnight just lit me up in there. Like it was the worst decision I could ever make and stuff like that. But it actually worked out great. I met my wife out there. Um, and kind of just changed my path. I'd probably still be at Quicksilver <laughs> if I <laughs> didn't do that. Or, you know, like I was flying the flag a lot. So I would I would have been there a long, long time. Um, but I met my wife out the, in Ohio. She was a merchandiser for Tees for the women's side of Hollister. And uh, she ended up getting a job at Paul Frank, she was from out, she's from LA and, and her mom, or she was ready to come back and uh, she got the job at Paul Frank and she was out here for about six months and she kept wondering if I was ever going to come out, am I coming back? And I honestly, at, at that point, I'd kind of gotten pretty comfortable, like getting paid, playing golf, just not really doing much. And, uh, and then I was 
submitting resumes to everyone tried quick and they're like yeah right dude <laughs> <laughs> i was like come on and they're like no way you can't do that and then like billabong o'neill like all those guys i was trying to get back into and just it didn't really work out and then joe for the purpose of being with your future wife this was all to that to that end i take it or or were you actually like, I got to get back near the ocean too? No, it was strictly like, you know what? Uh, yeah. I'll, okay. I'm coming out. I'm not going to lose her. Right. Yeah. It was for the girl, yeah. right? Okay. Yep. Great. Yep. And uh, so she, yeah, kind of gave me the ultimatum. And then this job came up for Jinko jeans. Um. <laughs> And I'm like, nice. and they were out of uh, like some guy had the um, the license for it out of Laguna, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll be working in Laguna. That'll be killer. We'll get a rad little spot. I'll get to surf all the time, and this will be great. So get a book a plane flight to go out to get an interview. And the night before, um, my longtime buddy Danny Geary gave me a call. And he was, uh, he was at Volcom. Um, Danny and I grew up on the same cul-de-sac, actually, as kids uh, in Agora Hills. And he called me and he's like, dude, you want a, like a, a merchandise, t-shirt and fleece merchandiser position at Volcom? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'll, I'll come and interview for that, which you really don't want me to be like a product developer. I'm definitely more on the visual side um, and graphic side than numbers and full circle and stuff like that. But I made it work. And um, yeah, it was, that was a rad plane flight flying out from Ohio knowing I got a interview at Volcom. Yeah. yeah that's epic. Damn. Cause yeah, I mean, at that time Volcom was, just straight, straight, going straight up on the graph, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that was two, I started there in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it was, it, and that was rad. Like walking in there for the interview and I was, you know, saw Brad Doherty who I'd served, you know, I'd served with a bunch of these guys, Randy Childress, saw Eckert and, you know, Danny and just a bunch of these guys that I'd see in the water. You didn't really, realize it and so you head into the building and i was like okay well i guess it's on and they're <laughs> like yeah let's do it so that was that was pretty awesome and then i went down to the jinko jeans interview and <laughs> the guy's like hey nice to meet you blah 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 like yeah i just want to let you know yeah i ended up stopping by volcom and i had an interview there and and he's like oh damn okay <laughs> Said, well, I'll give you a little better offer. I said, I'm not doing that choice again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I worked for, so I started Volcom in 2004, um, doing tees and fleece, uh, kind of product development and design and just kind of worked into like a fleece designer and specialty tees and SMU design for, for about, gosh, I did that program for about yeah i did it for six years what's smu then, design um specialty makeup so it's like 
for Pac Sun. That remember that place? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I think they're still around like, the corner. To be honest, I, I think, think there's one in the mall over here. Oh, rad! I haven't seen one in ages. Yeah, so it's like um, or Tilly's or Zoomies. They would come in and say, "Oh, we need certain graphics, or we want this look and that." Then you you do specialties for them. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, kind of like one offs. Uh, so yeah, so we we're doing that, and then um, uh, ended up moving over to the board short position over there at Volcom. So that was like pretty that was rad. Kind of yeah. like a dream job, you know, like okay, I'm the board short designer for Volcom now. Like oh yeah. That's pretty you kinda kinda of felt like I made it. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Those are signature um, that's a signature. I mean that's great, man. You you and plus you were in the pocket for the growth phase of that as, as you were with quicksilver from the bottom up but like that's such a cool position to be in yeah it was it was amazing and going over to hawaii um and meeting getting to hang out with wassel and ty van dyke uh, actually before i was in the um, board short position and surf pipeline with those guys it was that first trip I had there was amazing. Um, it was so cool. That one might guys, have to be my story. That's a great story. No, were you, did you get to stay? Yeah, give us the background. Did you stay at the Jerry house or was it the Volcom house? By yeah. Then? So this guy, Kevin Braden, he was working in marketing and I was always at that time, Volcom always had the Tavi trip and I was always trying to get on the Tavi trip, but, like there was never a spot for me. And then this one, so this would have been 2008, I think maybe, um, 2008 or nine, uh, Kevin Braden's just like, dude, Joe, we just got the Jerry Lopez house. Nobody's staying there. Um, you should, you should fly over and, uh, go stay there. And I'm like, wow. what? Like stay at the Jerry house? Like, He's all, yeah, all you got to do is book your flight. You got the guys will pick you up and do the whole thing, and you can stay in Jerry's room. And oh, I'm like, no, Good Lord. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Next week's my birthday. I'm like, this is perfect. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. And uh, yeah, that was so rad. So I get picked up from the airport. And uh, we're like driving out and we go the back way. We go the long way kind of, and I don't really know much about it. The highways, whatever. But so as I was driving in to the North shore and the guy told me, he's like, yeah, well, we had to go this way because the road, there was a mudslide at, at Waimea Bay. So wow. the highway's closed. And I was like, oh, that's lame. Like, okay, whatever. I would just wish we could have got there faster. You know, like, so excited to be there. And we showed up. And the first day there, there was a, like, a body surfing contest going on. Like Mark Cunningham's out there judging or in it? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm just showing up and I'm just like, oh, my God, pipes, like, you know, to my eyes, it's six to eight foot. 
maybe 10 foot, just beautiful afternoon trade, like light trades. And it, they've got this bodyboarding or body surfing event going on. And it's just ending. And I'm like walking up with all my boards in my bags. And I see all the people at like the team house. And then they're like, oh, you're over here, you know, where there's nobody. Go through the big gate. Oh, bring your stuff up here. And you're walking through the legendary house there. And you're just like up the wooden stairs. And then there's Jerry's post, the poster of Jerry at Pipeline in the hallway. And you just keep going up. And it's like, yeah, right here. And you're looking in each room. And there's just stacks of boards. And it's like, oh, yeah, Bruce was here last. And oh, this is Dusty's, you know, room. And Zeke was downstairs over here. And, and you're just like, I don't even belong here. Right. But, oh, man. And, and then you come walking back out. And I remember walking into the um, yard at the team house. And the first guy that's there is Kala Alexander. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? He's like, hey, man. Uh, Dude, I'm like looking out there and I'm just going like, man, these waves look so good. Like this is, I've seriously dreamt about being here my whole life. And now I'm here and I don't want to get in anybody's way. I don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. And I don't belong here. Like I really don't belong here. This is amazing. I just don't want to get out in anyone's way. Yeah. In anyone's way. And be that guy and he looks at me and he just goes like joe you're meant to be here it's on you see that girl over there that just paddled out follow her she likes to sit wide and as you get comfortable over there wide start moving a little bit closer i'm like are you sure like he's like dude that's what you're here for go get some you know like you know just you know what to do and couldn't have like, been nicer oh couldn't my have been God. nicer. like so nice and I couldn't believe it. Um, so I just ran, grabbed my boards, paddled out. I don't think I really got any waves that first afternoon. But, man, I was so over the moon. Of just being The pipeline is so rad when you're sitting in the channel and you're just watching the way the wave breaks. It's just it's amazing the way it kind of like it comes in, then it goes up, and then it goes out. Like the, it's just, it's mesmerizing oh. from the channel. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe I was there. And I remember the second day, it was the second day on the trip that, uh, it was, it was blown out. It was probably, you know, it was, it was definitely overhead and I was kind of surfing by myself and there was one other guy out like Nathan Fletcher was out there. Um, just kind of messing around and I got one and I felt it like I'd, I'd made a drop. I did the drop like where I could feel myself almost stalling, almost going backwards before I dropped in and the late drop and all the way down to the bottom. And I came in and the worst wave ever surfed out there. But to me, it was like, Oh my God, oh, I did it. Okay. Now I've made the drop. I know what to do. I can do it. Um, and it was, I called some buddies that night too, just having some beers. Oh my God, I made a drop at pipe. No, it was terrible. It was, 
The waves were horrible, but like I did it. I did it. It was insane. And the only other guy out was Nathan Fletcher, you know, like it was it was really cool. Um yeah, I mean so then it's like we wake up the next day and pipes I swear it was like ten to twelve, occasional fifteen, and there's probably about twenty guys out. Wow. And solid started going out let me just clarify joe is it 10 to 12 hawaiian or or is it you know californian 10 to 12 feet i'm californian i call it how i see it it's 10 to 12 my style the double overhead not yeah like beautiful that would have been a huge hawaiian right well it doesn't like it doesn't really like when it gets bigger it kind of moves out to that second reef. Yeah, and exactly. It starts walking out as it gets bigger. So this was like perfect first reef, just glorious, perfect. just big enough. There was some capping on the outside. Um, and then you could see the whitewash out on third reef from time to time. Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was solid. And Gavin Beshin, just hanging out with him and going out in the, in the water with those guys. And it was, it was, so awesome so i just kept like inching my way in and trying to get a couple waves didn't you know the trying to learn it's sketchy it's gnarly oh it's so yeah. gnarly <laughs> it's, it's like i'm just like thinking back and so we i'm there for a couple of days it is like just pristine pipe mid, beginning of april um and there's like hardly anybody out wow Comes to my birthday, like, well, so finally one of these days, actually, was it this? Okay, I'm going to back up. Like, the second day I was there, the second day I was there, the third day, I was out surfing on a little 5'8". It was small, and the swell was starting to come in, and uh, my leash broke, and I lost my board, and I got stuck in that rip between gums and pipe. Oh, mm. Oh my God. I swear. I thought I was never coming in and I was like, I'll never, I'll never have a beer again. I'll never have a cigarette again. I'll never do anything. Bad again <laughs> in my life. I just gave me to the shore. I promise. Uh, you know? And so then Wassel, uh, there's guys sitting up there on the bench on the Jerry house watching. And I guess they were all out there laughing. <laughs> and going, hey, Wassel, you better go get your buddy. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm just man. out there, just this, you know, Howley, you know, this 35 or, you know, 30 to 35 year old Howley out there, just like, just, I, oh, man, I was so out of place. And, uh, yeah, I finally made it in, grabbed my board, and I'm like walking up the beach. I was like, oh, my God, that was the worst. <laughs> I swear I thought I was going to die. And I feel like, I was so winded and then I walked up to the house and I was like, okay, give me a beer and give me a cigarette. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How'd you get in? Do you swim over to go? Nah, it just kind of floated me into, yeah, close enough over into gums where, you know, there are a yeah. couple of times I, I was able to touch the sand with my feet. I'm like, oh, oh I God. made it. And it just sucked me back <laughs> out. And I'm just like, no, oh, oh, this is the worst. So that was kind of like, yeah, I got that little tour of Pipeline, which was super fun. And 
Um, and then there was one day, um, I remember we were out there and dropping in on this wave and this was towards the end of the trip. And I'm just like, it, everything slowed down. Yeah. Like it's all kind of like, um, surreal where I just, all I remember doing is like coming like off the bottom, kind of like mid face bottom turn and just looking at Ayukai and pumping as hard as I possibly could just racing this thing just, and I, I can feel stuff around me, but I can't like my, I'm looking so far away from where I was to get out of it. And, uh, Man, I was going so fast. I could feel the bear, like, I don't know. I I know I was barreled, but I, I, I couldn't even tell if I was barreled or not. I couldn't tell you what I was doing on the wave. I was just running for my life. And I'm like, paddle back out. I'm sitting there for a while. And this guy comes out. This Hawaiian kid comes out. He's got quick or uh, O'Neill stickers on on his board and he comes paddling right up to me and he's like, Hey man, dude, I saw you get that wave. That was the best wave I've seen ridden all day. That thing was insane. And I'm like, Oh, oh I'm sorry, man. You got the wrong dude. <laughs> you know? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're the one with this short sleeve wetsuit top with the Aussie right artwork on the back with the green and black sleeves and the crazy shorts like nobody else is wearing that out here and i was just <laughs> oh yeah you're right okay oh and, man uh, was and that the i bird? was like man that's so killer and i'm like dude it's my birthday this is the greatest thing ever yeah it was cool I've, the birthday I've wave a, the birthday wave at pipe and yeah i mean the thing probably like it's probably like shoulder high <laughs> I mean, I feel I, you know? shoulder high pocket like, ride. I feel you, dude. Uh, like it uh, felt like the big. I mean, it was a solid wave, but no, no, don't um, sell yourself short. That's incredible, and, and even to get a wave at Pipe is an amazing thing. I think, uh, based on my one trip there, uh, I can say uh, you should. Uh, yeah, this is a story worth sharing because it's it's one of those that you know guys like me are from Florida dream about going out there and paddling out and catching one good wave and fucking hey dude you did it so that's amazing i mean you probably got more than a good wave you know <laughs> well the funny thing is that so that that was my first trip i ended up getting the board short position over there oh wait no wait let me go back to the end of the 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 trip so we ended up going to like town i think it was like billy kemper rico jimenez um tom doslin and just kind of the, the rat pack that was hanging out at the team house. Um, we went down there, watched some like MMA fighting. Um, and I went to food land. I bought everybody food. I was trying to be like as cordial to everyone and make sure like I didn't over, I didn't like bum anyone out. So I had the best trip ever. And then on the, the day I, when I was saying my goodbyes, to Wassel and Ty Van Dyke, I'm just like, guys, thank you so much. Greatest trip of my life. I just want to thank you so much for everything. Like, I can't wait to come back and do this again. 
And Ty Van Dyke just looks at me and he goes, you know what, Joe? Don't come back. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, don't come back. I'm like, seriously, Ty? Like, this is, I've, I've seriously tried to be on my best behavior and everything. And you're saying not to come back? What'd I do? And he's like, Joe, come back anytime. But you'll never, ever, ever get pipeline like you did on this trip. Uh-huh. And he's like, the reason why it was so uncrowded was the Cam Highway was closed, so people right. couldn't drive up. And um, so you'll never see it that size and that good for that many days with nobody out. Like, it'll never happen again. Like, you were the lottery ticket winner. And I was nice. like, wow. Yeah, it was pretty special. It was, and I mean, it was solid, like, yeah, it was solid 12 to 15 foot. Ooh, like, baby. That's ending the whole time. So that was really cool. And then we ended up, I ended up going over for quite a few years each winter. Um, doing oh, like good. Short, short, um, kind of round tables with retailers and stuff like that. Um, and then one year, and for the Pipe Pro, oh, one yeah. year we were out there for the Pipe Pro and they called it off because it was too big. It was calling for 20 to 22 foot with occasional 25. Oh. And uh, that day, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was like, I want some. I think today's <laughs> the day I'm going to go get my stand-up barrel out there. So I went and I talked to Derek Dumphy and I was like, dude, how do you do it? What do you do? Like, like I'm like 90% positive, 10% negative. Like I know, or 99% positive. I'll be fine. Like I know what to do. I know what to do. Like it just feels right. And he's like, dude, if you're feeling positive about it, go for it. You got it. You got it. And I'm just like, Holy smokes. Go downstairs. Ty's like, Oh, I got this seven, six for you. Like, it's insane. Like go for it. It's the Cadillac. Go ride the Cadillac. Like, oh my God, what am I doing here? I call my wife. I'm like, I love you. Uh, you're probably never going to see me again, but like the guys are saying, go for it. Like, cause I want it for myself. I'm going to go give this a shot. She's like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like what, what, what? you know, like I don't even know what he's doing, but to me it was super gnarly. Um, Second reef. Walking down the beach, like, yeah, the second reef. I mean, there was, there was, everyone was kind of sitting wide. A couple people sitting a little bit deep to get the chip shots in. And I remember watching it, and this guy, Graham, um, Noel, Noel, ah, I can't, I, I can't remember his last name, Noel Weller or something. Um, super nice guy. Looks like Kelly Slater. He's really funny. Everyone always made that joke when we were over there. But uh, he's like, just sit wide. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just where that pack is, go sit there. You're good. I'm like, all right. Cool, cool. I got this. So I grabbed the 7.6, walked down in front of the house, walking down kind of by the rock where you paddle out. And as I'm walking up, Alex Gray's right there. I'm like, oh, Alex, dude, I'm so stoked here you're paddling out right now like i'm gonna paddle out and he's like no way i'm stoked you're here this is the greatest i'm like no dude you're you have a job right now your job <laughs> is to help me get out there and, and don't let me die yeah but for some reason i want to do it now i'm like so i'm gonna follow you you just you just lead the way i'll go when you go 
I'll paddle behind you. You just go when you're ready to go and just try not to get me killed. <laughs> so we ended up paddling out together. Man, it was, of course, I get, I get caught by a couple, but I made it out pretty much okay. And, um, and then I remember sitting wide out there and this one came in, I go to paddle for it. I'm like, Oh, this will just be easy. You know, Wardo ends up coming zooming by my face. Oh man. Okay. Oh, that must've been a good one. Like, all right. So I catch the next wave from that. And it was kind of just wide and remember just doing this kind of like slow cut back and then into this like kind of faded and into the inside bowl and like riding this seven, six Cadillac and, oh my god this is so rad little you know pocket ride tube ride and come out like oh my god no way i did it like i got one and then i paddle back out and i'm starting to feel really cocky and like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get one of these and then sitting there and i look and like the gudowskis are out there and zeke and Alex and I'm like looking where I'm sitting and now I'm sitting inside all of them. I go, Oh shit guys. <laughs> about to go down. I'm supposed to be sitting wide. I'm sitting in the wrong spot. Oh no. Like it's about ready to get, go down. Get ready. And I think this wave came in. I scratched into one and I was feeling so confident and the thing just rolled just, just underneath me. And man, that would have been the one. I don't know. I might've died. But, um, like, I was in the moment, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and I, like, that was my opportunity to get that wave I always dreamt about, and and I turn around, and, oh, my God, there's this monster just lurching right at me, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, the heaviest most solid wave i've ever seen and i'm just like oh god what do i do and i just start scratching trying i'm like what do i do do i ditch or do i duck do i ditch or do i duck and i'm like oh my god i'm on like ty's board i can't break his board all right we just gotta duck dive it so i duck dive this thing i've never duck dive like that in my life i swear to god i was like six feet underwater <laughs> yeah. duck dive i ever did and i'm like floating Sweet. up i just remember i can remember this forever just like floating up looking around the water was so beautiful just as the coloring and just seeing fish swimming around and felt like i was nemo or something for a second just like totally in the moment like they're so surreal so rad and then i come up and there's like 20 feet of whitewash like oh. coming right at me and i'm just like ah ditch the board get, get rolled all the way into the beach no so way like, all right well okay one and done did the whole tour let's go we're out okay <laughs> had the whole experience i'm good yeah that is 100 percent <laughs> of the pipe experience it sounds like yeah so that was uh that was that's like yeah that, that's that was awesome. I, well, I, good. I that one. There has to be perks to being the board short designer for Volcom. And it sounds like you for sure captured like at least a good chunk of them, especially with like all the pipe pros. And uh, I don't know, just being able to live that, you know, 
two for even if it was a week or two a year, maybe more even. But that's like you know, dreamland. I, John and I were out there in 2019. We went out for the um, actually, John went out for the Bragg big wave um, risk assessment group kind of training. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So he got that done and the certification, but in the process, they were running the pipe pro or you know, the masters during the window. And in 2019, we were landing when Slater was getting his 10 at back door. And we, we made it to obviously, you know, where our place was at sunset beach and the eight days we were there, I even extended my flight. It was supposed to be really good. They were supposed to run every day we were there pretty much. And they didn't run any days what we were there and they ran the day after we left. And so despite the fact that we didn't get to see a single heat when we were, when we were on the ground, um, we did run into a filmmaker who'd been at the festival. His name's Jack Coleman. And, you know, if I, oh, he's addition, my old roommate. no way. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So, you know, Jack's like in the Florida surf film festival hall of fame. He's had like three movies there. He's come out for almost every one. He's has a great time. Every time he's there, we, we can't have a, we, we couldn't have a more independent, um, you know, filmmaker who just loves the sport more than him. And it just so happens we ran into him um, at the beginning of the trip. And then John went to Holly Eva to pick up a, a bonzer from the yeah, Campbell. I was, I was picking up a board from Duncan. Yeah. Oh my God. So he's over there in, in Holly Eva and I roll up with my camera gear and I'm kind of a, a super amateur camera, you know, photographer guy or whatever. And, um, and I can hold my own, but pipes just, not in my skill set at this point in my life. And, uh, I, but I look up at the Jerry house there and, and Jack's on the second floor. He says, Hey, Kevin, come on up, you know? And I, I was like, Oh, nice, man. I've never been in the Jerry house or whatever. I got to go up there and perched on the balcony. And I'm like, I'm never leaving, not to even go to the bathroom, whatever I have to do. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, sit here as right. long as I can. Yeah. That view is amazing. Oh, I'm just freaking out, you know, sitting next to Jack, shooting some stills and, uh, Jack Freestone's out there with like three guys out and it's getting better and better by the minute. And, uh, they had already called it off for the day. It's probably 10 30 or something like that. And so I called John texted John and I was like, man, you have to get down here fucking immediately grab any, whatever you have to do, just finish what you're doing and get here immediately. And he walks up, um, 20 minutes later with his t-shirt on, he's got this like kind of funky step up asymmetric thing. And there's still nobody out, like nobody's kind of figured it out yet. And, um, but Jack Freestone's out there and he's getting good waves every few minutes. You know, you got a little rain squall kind of makes it look shitty for a minute. And then it, it just goes away and it's perfect. And, uh, John jumps in paddles out first time ever at pipe. I got photos of him. Jack got video of him. He got like two or three really good waves and, um, you know, nothing too crazy big. I would say it was probably like, six to eight feet on the face and just kind of super that's fun. Triple, about, that's triple overhead for John. That's uh, right. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so we're, I'm just in heaven. Like I, I, I was actually, uh, you know, pinching myself. It, it was amazing. I'm shooting photos of my buddy at pipe with freestone, Jack freestone paddles in after a little bit. John's out there talking with him. 
Idolo paddles out. He's talking to Idolo, and, and it's just John and Idolo at pipe, and it's really good. And it was it was one of the best experiences of my life. So I can only imagine what you were feeling on all these great trips out there to the you know the Mecca. I mean, yeah, it is. It's a very special place, and the people there are so wonderful, and just everyone just makes it better and better and better like it's already the greatest place and seems to bring out the best in people as well um the locals there are just so kind and wonderful you know like as long as you're yourself and yeah um and i just i remember one year paddling out and nathan hedge was out there like we were paddling out together a couple times during the week and then at the end of the week i i saw him at turtle bay I was having a drink with the guys and went walking by and he like stopped and he's like, dude, you were killing it out there. And I'm just like, what? Oh my That's God. That's rad. Like, oh wow. I guess I did do okay. Like, wow. I, I, I was, I, yeah, I loved it. I, I, but the funny thing is now I go back or the last time I went back I, and I had kids you know, I have six-year-old twin boys now, and they would have been like one or two at the time. Right. I was terrified. I'm like, <laughs> I can't even like paddle into this thing. Like, it, I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. It scares me now. Yeah, it's <laughs> a heavy, heavy wave. But for a moment in time there, I was all about it, and and I just, I, I really got to give it a few good goes and funny i have a buddy that lives in town and i'd always call him johnny come meet me like come surf pipe dude it's so fun he's like dude f you yeah you're out of your mind you're out of your mind dude come paddle with the guys and like everyone's so cool and he's like dude nobody gets to go stay at the pipe house and have all those guys like push you into waves you know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's easy. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So, yeah, yeah with like, like Kaimana Henry. I love Kaimana. He's, he's such a rad dude. And yeah, it's just a great group of people over there. And yeah, I was yeah. Yeah, so fortunate to be able to, to experience that. Um, I can yeah, imagine because I know that, that that trip that Kevin was talking about, just the fact that um, him and Jack Coleman were up on the balcony shooting, you know, photos and videos. I think that gave me a lot of like encouragement. If those guys wouldn't have been up there, I probably wouldn't have been nearly as um, keen to go right. and, and kind of charge. <laughs> and, and uh, especially like when, when Kevin texted me, I was literally like Duncan was handing me a, a bonzer that I had, uh, that I had picked up. And I was chatting with him and then Kevin sent me that text and I drove like a hundred miles an hour up from Holly Eva. And I knew it was going to be good when I like pulled up and there was a parking spot right, right on the curb, right in front of the pipe house. And I just, <laughs> I slung the rental car in there, grabbed my board, like threw my gear on, ran down. I see, I look up, I see Jack and Kevin on the balcony and I was just like, Oh, this is magic. And there's, I look out and it's, there's three guys in the water and it was Jack Freestone and uh, Pete Mendia's uh, kid Keppa was out there and another Grom and they came in almost immediately and then Italo paddled out for a while. Like he said, it was just me and Jack Freestone and Italo and uh, 
It's funny because this is the first time we've ever talked about this like on the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Italo paddled out and he did, we didn't say a lot because he was full in like head down, like focus on the world title mode. But we, we chatted for about 10 minutes and I told him, I said, look, I said, we're all rooting for you to kick Gabriel's ass. And he went out <laughs> the next, the next day, me and Kevin got on a plane and flew home and they ran the final day and he beat Gabriel in the final. And so I'm just going to say that I had a little something to do with him winning his first world title. Exactly. And John skipped over the best part. Like when John came in, I had already packed the camera as he was coming in and I went downstairs, I high five and we were smiling. It was like, this is the best day of our lives. This is great. And we both turn around and look out and Idolo gets a 10. It's yeah. a, a deep yeah. barrel comes out of the barrel, uh, does like a six foot air, easily six foot straight air and lands it. And, and like, it's no big deal. And I can't, can't believe what I'm seeing because I know how hard it is just to get out there and catch one wave and hear this, here's this human being doing these things. And we talk a little bit more. We're talking to Balaram and Balaram Stack and a couple other guys there. We turn around and Idolo does the exact same thing, another 10. And it was just whatever John said to him out there or did to him. I don't know. what. <laughs> happened. Uh, he, he absolutely took it to heart and uh, put together a win for, for the people. And I think the, um, the uh, evidence of our, I, I've, for the record, Joe, like I've known John since 2000, I want to say nine or 10. And uh, we can, we became really good friends when we started this festival, but the uh, I've never seen John. So, drunk in my entire life <laughs> from, from stoke and liquor uh then then the night we went to lele's and celebrated that surf session i mean it was incredible yeah that was uh, epic, epic i know day. how that goes those are those are the best of days those are the best of days yeah absolutely and then it, i remember uh back to that one big day i was out and then tom we're in the car ride over to lele's and tom carey's like oh that was you on that wave i got this sequence no I way got a sequence of you oh, i'll show it to you later and i couldn't wait and i couldn't wait dude i can't see the sequence it looks like it's like a four foot wave yeah <laughs> i'm like i because you know the barrel gets so small at the end like yeah yeah, yeah just it, it it was just like i i had this huge moment in my life and then it's just like back to reality yeah like, well just, john it's so funny it is yeah. well john's john's paid his dues at uh surf time at, at can and he knows uh you know steep drops and and long strung out barrels and um you know uh sketchy endings and he's 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 done it all i've seen him do it and when he came in from pipe he straight up said that is the most fucked up dangerous wave i've ever surfed on john right i mean yeah, yeah, it's I, I, it's the most difficult wave to surf I've ever been on. Period. <laughs> I remember J- uh, Gavin Beshin told me to go on one. He's like, "I'm gonna get you a good one. I'm gonna get you a good one." He's like, "Go, go, go!" And I went and ended up jumping off in the barrel and hitting my shoulder on the reef and ripping my <laughs> wetsuit and Ooh. coming back out. And Gavin's like, "Oh man, what happened? Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad." And I'm just like. Dude, that was awesome. I hit the bottom. Like, I got, <laughs> I got to experience that. I'm okay. I'm good. Like, no way. 
I, nice. Yeah, it's just a, it's such a rad, special place. It it really is. That's epic. So, so to, uh, transitioning a little, Joe, what uh, what made you leave Volcom? Um. Well, after being there 14 years, um, a lot of the guys that um, had long-standing relationships with had kind of moved on, and uh, just it just didn't seem the same to me anymore. And I was kind of losing my heart in it, you know. But my my passion for for the brand had kind of changed a little bit, you know. Sure. Like, um, and so then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start looking around or just kind of, you know, have my ears open. And then, um, one of the guys that the sales manager from Volcom, he's over here at Pelagic, the fishing brand. Um, he hit me up and he's like, dude, you want a job? come over here it's like way more mellow hours we'll pay more we'll do this that and the other thing and you know the fishing market's blowing up and all that and i went in i looked at their product and i was like oh my god i'll do it because i can i can tackle this and make improvements on the line and help grow the business and so yeah, i've been there for about three and a half years and it's a wonderful little family over there and Nice. Um, it's a perfect spot for me to, you know, like having the six-year-old twin boys uh, get to spend time with my family. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, getting home at four o'clock in the afternoon, like it's pretty nice. Get an hour, yeah. about two hours with the kids, you know, while mommy goes and runs errands after, you know, I get home or she gets to cook dinner and spend that time with the boys and I take them to school in the morning and, you know, one of my, one of the guys that uh, I've known for a long time, Tom Reese, who's been there at Volcom, and he was, you know, helped really, you know, he was instrumental as well in building that brand. And he had told me, he goes, man, I'll never get that time back with my kids. That's yeah. the one thing I regret. And he had told me that um, kind of right before I had made the decision to leave and I go, you know what, if I have an opportunity to get more time with my family, then that's most important to me now. So yeah, I kind of did that and I couldn't be happier. And I don't know. It's just, it's a great little spot. So I'm stoked. That's epic, man. And just changes it up. And, um, and then also the nice thing there is, um, they totally support, um, side projects and, um, you know, like they support us, you know, try, you know, let us do non, non-conflicting businesses. So nice. Uh, yeah. I was good. That was going to be my like, question and, next. Is... Uh, you know, at Volcom, if I was, I kind of, you know, I was at Volcom when I created country club surf club and came up with the idea and just knowing that, like, I just thought it would be so funny if there was going to, we're watching that, you know, Kelly's, first that first contest they had which was like the founders cup or the future it was, i think yeah, it was the found, yeah founders cup, cup the very first one yeah and uh like nobody could watch it nobody could see it like people are you know they got big tony being the guard at the gate and you know like everyone was just trying to see photos and 
was so exclusive and but the wave was so insane and um everyone just started you know everyone was like talking about it right like everyone had an opinion it was either wave pools are the greatest thing in the world like can you believe what's going on this is insane and then other people are going this is the death of surfing this is the worst thing that could ever happen and <laughs> man everyone was lighting up about it and we're sitting there and i'm just like god you know what the funniest thing is there's gonna end up being a wave pool brand that all these guys at these wave pools they you know they they're gonna they're gonna like they're gonna be all about this one brand and then they're gonna be endemic to the brand is what i'm trying to say and the industry is gonna be bombed they're gonna be like wait a minute there's this stupid company called something like country club surf club <laughs> and all the wave pool guys are gonna rock it and it, it's it's just like hilarious i go you know what ah <laughs> oh, i just bought the domain all right i got the instagram i'm gonna make country club surf club beautiful so yeah so it was just like um just this fun little idea of like creating a brand around wave pool surfing um there you go being tongue-in-cheek with everything that I've gone through um, as a designer or a surfer and just my life and the things that legal at the other brands wouldn't let me do. And now I've got no one to report to so I can do them and maybe I'll get a cease and desist or whatever. And <laughs> I don't care. Like, you know, like it's got a full-time job so I can just totally have fun with it. And Building That's relationships great. with all the guys building these pools is so cool. They're all so stoked. Um, it, it's just rad. I love the little environment that they got going on um, at each one of these different locations. I've got zero experience with working wave pools, but um, we had Jamie Meiselman on for a podcast, and uh, he was he was a, a guy that tried to start one back in 2006, 2007, something like that in Orlando. And um, it fell apart, but the, uh, the ones that are out there now look fun. And my son lives in Austin. I'm dying to go out and just give Waco a whirl at some point, but you're right. I mean, this is going to be pretty, uh, ubiquitous down the road. I think the, uh, you know, Tom, who, who'd we have on the podcast? Like Tom Lochtefeld was on the podcast. Yeah. Tom Lochtefeld. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we, we talked to him and, you know, he's subtly, claimed you know that there's going to be i don't know by 2024 2025 pretty much most major major markets like airplane hubs you know what i mean will have a surf park at some point so this is all going in the right direction if you like that sort of thing and i'm not a purist i don't care as long as somebody's out there having fun good for you and uh i think that's kind of where your brand is at which is wonderful you know, it's something that we all dreamt of and drew pictures of as yeah. we were a kid. To be able to watch it come to fruition is super special. Um, I've been, I went to uh, Inland Surf Park way back in the day, uh, which was super fun. Um, the wave wasn't that good at all, but it was so neat to like show up and see this wave come out of nowhere. And you're just like, yeah. oh my gosh. 
This is insane. <laughs> and then we did Waco a couple years ago, which was awesome. Um, God, the crew there is just great. Um, That's great. Like Brian Fillmore and Rob Henson. Um, well, the neatest thing was like right when COVID kind of happened too, like all the, it was just wild. All the surf clips you started seeing were from Waco. Right. Yeah. All these kids boosting and all these kids launching. And then it's like, oh, Trestles fires for three days and they do a little write up. Then it's back to the Waco show. Like <laughs> it's amazing what these kids get to do. And, and it's going to be really neat to see the progression of the sport with that combined with obviously in the water or yeah. in the ocean. And yeah, it's just funny that I sit there and I go, it took me a while to come to terms with after working at quick and working at Volcom to look at myself in the mirror and go, I really started a brand called country club surf club. (laughs) Like that is like the opposite of me, but like it feels so right and just so fun and not being serious. Um, yeah, and having a good time with it, and people have really taken a liking to it, and it's really special to, you know, get the support that I do um, from people in the industry. It's um, that's great. Yeah, it's insane. I'm I'm blown away. Well, well yeah, congratulations. And hats off to you, Joe, for having the foresight. You know, seeing the growth of these wave pools and these parks, and and. Uh, and having the the foresight to to say to know that hey there's going to be a brand that's going to you know slide in the door there and it might as well be me so i right mean, it's, it's funny you know like yeah i i and i mean there's so the whole thing was like if if i can create a brand where i can build relationships with people that are running the pools i can go and i can go on a trip and i can take my kids and we'll know people we'll get to throw them high fives we'll have a great time, right? I'll flow them some product, whatever. And like, it just enhances the day yeah. um, to, I'm actually going to Kelly's pool on Monday. Oh, no way. And That's great. The raddest thing is, is well, we did surf expo and we opened up some accounts and a bunch of accounts actually. Um, which I can't believe, like the response is fantastic. We're like little darlings of the show. It was so cute. Nice. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm getting this discounted rate for somebody that to go on this trip, but I can, I can write this off. Yeah. 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 You can. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay all right, let's make some more sales so we can keep writing these things off. And so I'm going to head out. We're going to the Kelly Slater wave pool. Tom Carey's going to be shooting, which would be awesome. We'll get some collateral for some, you know, Instagram marketing or whatever. And for the website and yeah, it's awesome. It's all good fun, you know? And it's like, it's like going to Hawaii or it's going yeah. to the Mentwise or doing these other trips where, you know, at Volcom, I got to travel man, I surfed Australia, I'd been to Indonesia, I'd been to Pipeline, and I've, I'd done all these different spots. And 
even here, like I, I love surfing river jetties, but I just drive by it every day. I like I've surfed it so much that unless it's like really good, I'm like, meh, like I've done it. Yeah. So these wave pools now it's like, uh, it's like surf travel, right? You're yeah. It's something new. Going to surf another, it's, it's new and it's different and it's, it's nothing that we've done. So um, there is kind of this really neat aspect to it like that as yeah. well. And, Man, when there's four in Palm Springs and each one is a little bit different, and it's gonna be so yeah. mental. And it is gonna be so expensive. Oh, I my know. God. exactly. <laughs> it is gonna be so expensive. And that's what's so fun is like with the brand, I can say stuff that you wouldn't say at yeah. if you own a wave pool. Like I can make sure to say, "Good waves ain't cheap." Yeah, you know? exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like. And it still relates to surf travel in general. Like it's not cheap to go to Hawaii and go, but you know, like that's what I really find fun about the whole project. Well, uh, Joe, congratulations, man, on a, on a great run uh, and and doing what you love. Yeah. And doing what you love. It's nice to see, to share your story and your pipe stories. And uh, man, I mean, just what a cool thing. Hopefully, you know, when all these, you know, you know, we, when these pools are up and running, we, we bump into each other at one at some point. And in fact, on Monday, if you guys have an extra couple of spots, I think John and I can write it off too, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks again, Joe. It was nice to talk to you. Uh, pleasure's mine. That's rad. Great catching up with you, Johnny and Kevin. Really nice to meet you. Yeah. Joe, right. Thanks, man. Epic chatting with you. And like, like, like Kevin said, congrats and uh, congrats for, for bringing a brand back into the industry that is uh, a little less serious and a little more fun and tongue in cheek. And uh, we definitely need more of that. And um, yeah, it was great, great catching up with you. And we'll have to have you out for the festival sometime. And uh, I'd love look, to. Love look to. forward to seeing you, bud. Thanks for having a chat with us. Bye, Joe. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Woo. bud. Thanks, bud. Later. Thanks for joining us. I honestly can say I've never really had a boring conversation with Joe Frizzell in my life. No, no, that that's great to you know hear him talk about those pipe days and I don't know all all around. He joined us from his phone, um, sitting in Costa Mesa, probably after a surf, a lunchtime surf, and just uh, glad to meet him he's a nice guy he's a great guy and he really he's truly stoked like at every aspect of life the guy is just amped and uh, and it comes through and uh, can't wait to see what he does with Country Club Surf Club I think that's that's going to be a big hit yeah me too I, I just uh, feel lucky we got this opportunity to talk, talk with him and uh, we did not get the invite uh, for Monday at Kelly's pool <laughs> uh, yet again we are left by the wayside um but we're gonna we'll get there one day um yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed we'll get there all right well thanks for joining us again as always like to thank our sponsors atlantic center for the arts rourke revival uh yeti monster energy our presenting sponsor of the festival and uh to all those other you know sponsors on the website who are diehard and true fans of our festival we really appreciate your support 
Absolutely. Globe, uh, Red Dog Surf Shop um, since day one, Brian Lehman. Um, yeah, the list is long, and we appreciate the support from all those folks, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, I think, you know, May is a time, you know, a good time when we announce our programming for June. It's looking good so far. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the podcast. We'll put another one out here soon, hopefully with uh, Chaz Smith about his new book. Um, I think it's it's uh, called, oh, no, it's escaping me. It's for the bank bigger. robbers? Yeah, or? Blessed Are the blessed Bank are, Robbers. Yeah, Blessed Be the Bank Robbers. Yeah, I'm like five chapters in. It's solid. Nice, nice. Thanks right. for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Nice. You.